What is going on, One Word Podcast World? Nick, so pumped to be back. We're back. I feel like every time we say this, we just jump back into some imaginary One Word Podcast world that all of our <laughs> listeners just live in, and we just come in and out with every episode. <laughs> you Love that. Back, though. Feels good. Feels good to be back recording with a little bit of regularity. Oh, yeah. It's been I fun, man. It. Being back yeah. consistent, trying to drop a new episode just about every week. It's been good. Yep. And Nick, last episode, the listeners got to hear the pre-engagement, pre-proposal. Yep. But now you are post-proposal, bro. You are engaged. So we are fired up for you, but we want to hear how is it being an engaged man? Yeah, dude, we made it. Um, proposal went great. She was absolutely shocked, which was the goal. Um yeah, she had no idea it was coming, which was just perfect. That's, that's what, huge. That's what we wanted. Yeah, it was big for the brand, if you will. Um, that's huge. Post-proposal, I mean, it's good. It's. I didn't know what I thought it was going to be like, but it's the same, except now she has a ring on her finger. I don't know. Like, our <laughs> relationship is still the same. We're still the same people. It's de- <laughs> like the proposal was definitely a high. And now it's a quick, like, back to just regular day-to-day and slap, like, planning a wedding on that slash really just the stress is booking a venue. I shouldn't say the stress. The sure. uh, priority, booking sure. a venue. So, yeah, dude. I mean, it's great. Um, it's weird that we flip roles. Anyone that's been engaged has probably experienced this. But, like, I've I've been – processing this and thinking about it for weeks and months and now she's like starting to be like wait what the heck we're like engaged <laughs> we're married yeah but i've already had all of those thoughts and i still have them but um so all that to say it's great i love it let's go we love you and joelle um dude that's the real side of engagement though like you said that high like dude Seriously. so pumped for the proposal you invest all this time you figure out the perfect ring, you get the plan set up, the photographer's hidden, the family's there, whatever. And then yeah. it's like incredible moment. And then after that, it's just like, okay, we well, got to plan a wedding. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I forget what I, if we were talking about this before I got engaged or after, <laughs> now that I've been engaged for two weeks, like forever, um, the, like the engagement pictures that people get. I just paint such an inaccurate picture of what engagement is like. Not that it's not great, but it is so much grittier, you know? It takes yes. a lot of grit to get yes. to the wedding. Oh, look at that. Look at you bringing Say the that. word grit into this. <laughs> Gosh, that was good. I see you. Clever. Um, no, but for real, your guys' engagement picks are awesome. Legendary. I, I love your guys' engagement picks because they're so fun. They're you, dude. Okay. Like they, I think that so sometimes we can get caught up in these like engagement pictures have to be perfect. And they almost like we, you know, like wedding pictures are like they're gonna be really nice. You know, you're all dressed yep. up, everything. Yep. But I think sometimes we try to f- get that in the engagement pictures too. But I love that your guys' engagement pictures are just fun. Like just seeing you guys smile so big, like, oh, just makes me happy, dude. I love your engagement dude. pics. Thank you. Thank you. Uh shout out to Leah for that. Um, 
Leah Miller. At Leah Miller for Leah Miller for photography. Jeez, I can't say that. Okay, <laughs> we should take a poll here, and everyone should at Joel for this. Um, we're getting more engagement pictures, partly because her friend is a photographer, partly because she wants them. But I'm like, Jay, we got like a hundred pictures. What else do you want? <laughs> what are we going to use those for? <laughs> I don't know. That's probably maybe we could cut that. I shouldn't say that. No, no, we we did that too. And I was like, what? Like we we're already engaged. We did the proposal. But I think it's a thing. The photos. I think yeah, it's one it's of those things thing. that as guys we just have to just wear it. It's it's for the ladies yeah. and they love it. So we just want to honor them in that. Great. Gosh, you just gotta love you just want to love them so well and smile <laughs> for every picture it's just really the hearts of who we are yeah. yeah um no but yeah it's great it's great okay um later anything you got to share before we before we rip into the episode any i don't know world events life events south florida man events dude just loving life um but i think i think we should jump in dude this was all right, all right. this was about you today and that's good that's good ah, yes um Okay, okay, so episode today, we are going to spend the first few minutes rehashing a little bit of of the conversation we had in the last episode. So first of all, if you haven't listened to the last episode, would recommend stopping, going back and listening, or listening after you listen to this one. We got some um, pretty cool engagement from some listeners, so... We mostly just wanted to keep having the conversation, but also want to to utilize that and, and carry on the conversation from what the listeners have have chimed in. So starting with that, we are going to talk about grit, though. That's kind of like the word for the episode. We'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but first, I think we're continuing on the track of, I mean, it is continuing on the track of disappointment, um, Yeah, but it's a little bit more of a conversation around it rather than like specifically talking about the word. Yes. That makes sense. Yeah. Nick, thanks for framing that. And this kind of sparked out of, we, we had several listeners um, reach out to us after the episode and, and just share some of their thoughts as well. And I actually wanted to read this text. I'm not, I'm not going to say their name um, just for privacy sake, but I wanted to read this text from one of our listeners, uh, a good friend of mine. And um, I just thought that this added a lot of value um, to kind of the conversation. So uh, this is what this listener said. I think too many people, again, based on last episode on disappointment, said, I think too many people are stuck in this, quotes, Instagram world where you never really see the disappointment that is sprinkled in people's lives every day. It's either someone is living the perfect life or their life is in shambles and they are being publicized for it, maybe like celebrities. Then everyone else is right in the middle of that and thinks they should be perfect all the time without any disappointment whatsoever. It makes people so scared to try new things and to try things that may not work out. I thought that was really well put. Um, I'm not going to read that again because that was long, but if you need to go back and listen to it, just hit that hit that uh, little 15 second knob if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and go back. But I thought that was yeah. really good insight, Nick. And I actually um, asked that person for permission to forward it along to you. And then you had some really good um, thoughts and feedback based on um, what that listener said as well. Yeah, I think what what the, what they had to say is really, really good, really helpful towards the conversation, really centers a lot to what we talked about last episode. We're predispositioned for disappointment and predisp- predispositioned by 
the world we live in, the social media world, I think is absolutely a part of that. Um, so I'm trying to look back at some of our texts to remember what I was saying, but it, it's really, really true how social media displays and portrays the extremes, right? Yes. Like if my mind is going into all of those like travel page, like explore Bali yes. or whatever that you see. And there's like hype music in the background and like pans to a crazy view. Um, <laughs> and when you're there, the view can be crazy, but it's not going to feel like that moment. Like there's no one's going to be following you around with a speaker, your whole trip and documenting it. <laughs> Like that's not the actual way that things happen. Um, so I, I, yeah, I just think it's very interesting. Like we, it's interesting how real social media has become, even though it's not real. Like it's absolutely fabric, a fabricated thing. And sure. There are people that are very like real and raw on there, but it's like a, it's a fabricated version of your life. And we yeah. it's like put, we consume so much of that, even commercials or TV shows. Yeah. And that's like the lens through which we see our life. And we can't compare to that ever. And this mm -hmm. is nothing like new. And these are thoughts that we've all heard. Um, I just think it's interesting, like what the listener shared. It that just sets us up for disappointment because we're going to be disappointed that our real human, mundane, everyday life doesn't look like a fabricated reel yeah. of, of highlights. Yeah. I don't know. And I think that's the strength of your thoughts on this, Nick, is that, um, yeah, this is fabricated and, and it's kind of become like a measuring stick. Um, yeah, that that's, I think that's the word that you said when we were talking about it. It's like, it's kind of become a measuring rod or a measuring a measurement for us. And there's nowhere to be found in that measurement is contentment. I think is exactly what you said. So I'm just quoting yeah. you. So again, just goes back to like, we're set up, we're predispositioned for disappointment because if that's your measurement and there is no way to experience contentment through that, then you are guaranteed to be disappointed. So. Yeah. And I've been reflecting on that a lot myself too, thinking like, hmm, my heart is telling me and my mind is telling me that I am good enough or successful enough or worth enough once I have more money or once I drive nicer cars than the people I see on the street or once I have the house that I walk down the street and say, dang, that's sweet. Um, but that's like the same measuring stick to continue on that analogy. Like there's mm -hmm. no, there's the measuring stick is constantly growing. And yep. once you've reached the measurement you're looking for, you realize, Oh, there's a, there's more. And yeah. there's, so like you said, can it like eliminates the possibility of being content? Yeah. It's always, that. it's always a step out of reach, yep. right? It's like, uh, this might be a bad example, but it's like, have you ever had a, I don't even have a dog, but I think this is hilarious when I'm around dogs, when you have a laser pointer with dogs and they just, they're chasing it. They're chasing it everywhere. You can put that thing anywhere but they're never going to get it. But that's that's their entire focus. That's exactly what they're chasing. But that thing isn't even real. You can't even touch it. They can't feel it. But they're just constantly like, they go crazy when they see a little red dot on like a tree. You know, it's like, I got to get that thing. And I think that's a, a little bit of what social media 
kind of does for us is um and even if you, you've seen the social dilemma like those people have a plan to get you addicted to social media so that you come back to it and we always go back to it expecting something that we're never going to receive from it so Dang. yeah it also makes me think of this scene from lion witch in the wardrobe i think it's the first uh, movie of that are they all called lion witch in the wardrobe that that's one of the um chronicles of narnia oh, c.s lewis okay, yeah, yeah. okay so it is the lion witch in the wardrobe yeah the first one um and i think this is exactly what c.s lewis intended when he wrote that but when edmund gets uh found by the white witch and is offered like um turkish delight that's what turkish it is. delight baby and she's like there's plenty more where that came from just come with me and then he goes with her and he finds himself like chained in a jail cell wow with i don't know if he still served turkish delight or not so the analogy might uh not continue there but either way like what he thought was going to be enticing and a path towards more of that good feeling that he had when he ate turkish delight ended him up like needing to be rescued from that decision great illustration i think that illustration fell apart the longer that i talked but that's what's coming to my mind oh that's great c.s lewis is on the money dude yeah way smarter than i could ever hope to be (laughs) well nick any other thoughts on disappointment i don't think so I think we're we just want to point out that we're thankful for that feedback and the other feedback that we've received um and for well yeah that's all i got that's yeah it. yeah that's good stuff and um kind of putting a bow on that and now uh let's jump into our word for this episode which is grit and which, real quick we need oh, to plug ahead. something we need to plug i was something. just gonna say that oh, i was take over that. i yeah shameless plug here um for the grit t-shirts specifically there are a lot of one word t-shirts that you can get the grit t-shirts you guys i have had t-shirts from like all the major brands right josh you probably have two like lululemon viore nike uh, nike whatever under armor under armor all of the ones that you would say i i need this Seventy dollar shirt, this fifty five dollar shirt, whatever, because like just feel it, and you know immediately that it's worth the money. You guys, the grit T shirt. I'm not, I'm not making this up. It is the shirt that I wear more than any other shirt I own. Wow, because it is so soft. It's so comfortable. Sweating in it is fine. It's not like, I don't know, an amazing experience. I don't. You're sweating in a T shirt. I don't know, but just wearing the shirt. Oh my gosh. It's unbelievable. I wear it. I should ask Joel how often I wear it. <laughs> I have two. I wear them multiple days a week. Can't Nick, say enough about them. How much are they, Josh? I honestly don't know. $35. $35. Unbelievable. Nick, for me, it's one of those shirts where when it's clean, I'm wearing it. It's either yeah. on oh, me yeah. or in the laundry basket. <laughs> it's it's a shirt that stays on top of the drawer because it either just got washed or you wear it so often that it never makes it below like the second layer of t-shirts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we are just to clarify, we are not knocking those other brands. They make incredible clothing. Eh, um, we're knocking it- them. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh man. But 
good stuff good stuff yes. so if you don't have a grit shirt guys we have a black and a blue grit shirt i rock the black one um but i know a lot of people like the blue one as well um yep. and then we also for the ladies have grit tanks in gray and black so um got stuff there for everyone and it's good stuff so yep thanks for that quick plug nick that's good yeah, stuff anytime i could go on and on about that <laughs> shirt's legendary um all right the word though the word yeah grit. so grit a little bit of a transition here we kind of talked about disappointment and this was in no way the main idea or the full scope of our conversation but one of the things that we did talk about is kind of being crippled by the fear of disappointment or kind of creating a bubble around yourself or trying to so that you experience as little disappointment as possible. And so our kind of encouragement and our challenge to this episode is to actually not be afraid of disappointment um, and not let that you and not to allow that to keep you from experiencing failure because failure and disappointment are things that we are going to experience no matter how hard we try to avoid them. And actually, the more, um, I don't want to say this in a bad way, but I think a lot of times, let's just talk purely business, right? I think that many times the more successful that you are in business, um, the more failure you're going to experience, the more disappointment you're going to experience in the process. I I think of like Albert Einstein, right? Um, He didn't uh, fail to make you know, however many different kinds of light bulbs, he just found a different way not oh, to make that, them. That I, wasn't I, Albert Einstein. That was Thomas Edison. Oh gosh, <laughs> that's so he bad. From Florida too. Two that's, Florida natives. Sheesh. He's from Florida. Uh, I might be making that up. I thought he was. Gosh, that's so bad. I'm looking that up. That's I okay. said that's Albert okay. Einstein, the E equals MC squared Einstein. genius. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for correcting um, me there, Nick. Yeah. That's bad. Thomas Edison. Anyway, his journey to create the light bulb or electricity, all of those amazing things. Um, if he would have stopped right after the first time, uh, we may not be experiencing modern electricity in the way that we are. Anyway, all that to say, we want to encourage you to go forward with grit. All right. He's from Ohio. Okay. I was way off. Uh, that's all right. We're even now. <laughs> Dude, I, I yeah. had the guy's name wrong. We're even. Okay. Yes. Go forward with grit. Failure is a part of it. Absolutely. Disappointment is also a part of it. Nothing, to, right. be, nothing to be afraid of. Um, Josh, when we talk about grit, frankly, my mind pretty strictly goes to sports analogies maybe we can start there but i feel like we gotta at least close the gap because not everyone is participating in the nfl and trying to achieve some major athletic milestone so let's try at least to transition towards grit in the day-to-day um but I think there are a lot of great examples when we think about sports. So when sure. we say the word grit, when you see it on the shirt that I'm wearing, what are your thoughts initially? Yeah, you just called me out 100% because like all of my examples were sports-based. So thanks, Nick. All uh, this is a great episode. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>
we got examples I, of wait two two football coaches. <laughs> oh no, you got a life one on there. Yeah, we got oh, a life one. We're good. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you setting me up to just talk yeah. about this football example. It's great. Yep. Totally. <laughs> totally. No, but I think um one of the things that is a misconception of grit, and this goes so hand in hand with what we're talking about, is that grit is not just pushing through the failure to experience more success or to win the game or to make the sale or to have the success, like whatever it is. I think that grit is also um, like coming out of a successful experience, having the courage to make a new endeavor and to enter into a new season or to keep that going. Right. I think of uh, here's a, here's a great non-football example. This is still athletic of some sorts. But um, do you remember that old TV show, The Biggest Loser? Yes. Yes. And these people would go and they would lose so much weight, like tons of weight. And then I remember a lot of times when they left the show or like when they, they do like a, you know, five years later, how's this person at? Sadly, a lot of the people would actually gain back the weight that they had lost. And so I think that's the example that I'm looking for of like, hey, a lot of times we have grit to get to something, right? Nick, you you just ran a full marathon or a half marathon? Yes. Yes. Earlier this spring. Yeah, I did one of each. One of each. Wow. Unreal. Now, it'd be one thing if you get done with that and then you're just like, yep, I'm never running again in my life. I accomplished that. I have no need to be healthy. I'm not going to exercise anymore. I think that grit is kind of that like, hey, I am going to attack a new opportunity that's before me and I'm going to give it my all and I'm going to give it my best. What do you think of that? Dude, so that's actually funny you brought that up because I was thinking of this as an example on more of like the, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, this is not that vulnerable and this failure is very minimal, but on the vulnerable failure side of it, because yes, I have like for the past few years done quite a bit of running i <laughs> when i lived in florida i was i was a part of like this running club that met in the mornings a couple days a week and i was trying to say like guys i'm just doing this like because i'm training for a race i'm not actually a runner and some <laughs> of my friends were like dude you're in a run club you can't <laughs> say you're not a runner but um so yes i have done like a pretty decent amount of running, but this spring doing a marathon and a half marathon after that running has been tough. Like I have very little motivation to go out for a run. My mind, my mindset about running is like an uphill battle. Like a few weeks ago, I would, I went out for a run that was like, I think five ish miles, maybe six, which feels like, if you don't run far, but if you run, it's like a mid length run. And I stopped during the run, which I would, I'm like embarrassed to say that because it feels like such a normal thing. But I was like, it's just so strange that it's, it's crossed my mind as a possibility to stop. Whereas before, or like during training, it would never cross my mind as like, Oh, I can stop. So wow. grit is something that, and thinking about that, I'm like, dang, I need some more grit in me because I'm like, I'm flaking out. I don't know. Sure. I don't know if that's helpful. That's just 
an example that I was thinking of. No, that's a great example. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, I think that grit is a lot of times kind of is that key ingredient in momentum. And when we want to be people who have um, healthy rhythms and strong habits, I think that grit can kind of be that piece that's like the bridge from where I am now to where I hope to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like that, like you said, in that run, I don't know where you stopped, but grit is kind of that thing that you needed to, to keep going, right? And to finish that run. Yeah. It almost feels like, and thinking about failure and what you said at the beginning, like failure has to be present in order for grit to even be a thing, right? Ooh, yes. Like you, if you're just riding the high of, oh, I, that's not a good way to say that. What I'm trying to say is like, if everything's easy and mm-hmm. you're, everything is, yeah, if everything's easy, there's no need for grit. Like you don't have to push through anything. You don't have to like, I don't know, get gritty. Do it right. when it hurts or when it's not pretty or when you're not running as fast as, as you should be or something. But when there's failure in the picture, whether it's failure that you're experiencing or a setback or something, I feel like that's when the grit switch really like flips on. Yeah. Is that this is uncomfortable. That This is difficult Mm -hmm. and again we're talking about athletic analogies but the same is true and like i could come up with examples from my work that right that's the case for me right now too absolutely Um, but yeah i guess to tie that back that's that story that i told back to what you said at the beginning yeah and i I think i'll share a work example right now that i'm going to tie into one of these football examples So for me, a little bit of what I do is first priority. And so we help start and resource uh, student-led Christian clubs on public and charter school campuses. And so over the summer, all of it stops. Like we're only, those clubs only run during school. And over the summer, like your momentum dies, it's gone. It's non-existent because those clubs aren't meeting. And so instead of day one of school, Students just pick back up and it's like, all right, first priority, we're going. It's like, no, dude, there was transition. The faculty sponsor might be gone. The student leader might have graduated or maybe they went from middle school to high school. Maybe that campus mentor that was around is gone. Um, And so I think that for me, I really related to this. I read this article about uh, Sean McVay and the LA Rams. And this was a little bit of like John Gordon as well. And you know, I'm a huge John Gordon fan. And so Sean McVay, they, they, the LA Rams, they won the Super Bowl last year. And they said that uh, scientifically, teams that have an underdog mentality perform better than teams who are defending their ring or defending their championship trophy. And so Sean McVay, his like speech, he had John Gordon come in and then he, sh- he spoke to the team and he said, hey guys, I just want you to know this year, we are not defending our title we are attacking the new opportunity that's in front of us. And I thought for me, that gave me language of like, hey, all these first priority clubs, like we are now in the process of starting these first priority clubs this school year. We've got to make it happen instead of like 
looking at what we had and seeing what was lost or just trying to repeat that or just trying to get back to that. It's like, no, 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 I'm attacking the new opportunity in front of me. Um, and obviously there's way more to it than that. There's a whole spiritual side of, of God opening doors and creating opportunities for us. But I just thought that gave me such good language because truthfully, Nick, it can be so discouraging sometimes. It's like, oh my gosh, you put in all this work and then these first party clubs start. And then at the end of the school year, they're just gone. And now it's like back to ground zero and we're rebuilding. So I don't know if that example relates to anyone listening or if that hits you at all, Nick. I just think it's easier. feels a little bit more maybe like motivation. Um, but yeah, it's certainly easier to it alleviates a lot of pressure to yes. think like I don't have to keep up this reputation that I've that I've gained. I have to That was a really bad example. I got nothing to, to go on with reputation, but I don't have to defend this Super Bowl that we just won. I right. have to go out and win another Super Bowl. Yeah. It's like it changes the way you do everything. It's like, uh, ah, that's another sports example. Not even going to say it. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, okay. We've been a little long winded. Let's wrap this thing up. Um, takeaways, Laner, for the listeners. Grit. What do you have off the top of your head? We'll hit them hard. I think number one, we're grittier when we come together. When you have someone else that's going through something with you, you're going to be grittier. I think when you when you do a marathon, if you challenge other people or rally other people to do it with you, there's some of that accountability factor. There's some of that inspiration, that encouragement. You're going to be grittier when you do it together. Um, and then I think we love saying this one. I don't know if we say it on the podcast or just to each other in real life, but what's celebrated is repeated. And so... Um, when we're trying to establish healthy rhythms in our lives or chase after a goal or pursue a passion, I think when we actually take moments to stop and celebrate the progress, it can actually spur us on to continue to move forward and to walk in grit and attack the next day. How does that sound? That's a great one. I love that. It on the surface may not sound like it relates to grit, but stopping to acknowledge the situation you're in, where you started, where you are, even if it's not substantial, quote unquote. Sure. That's a great, great practice to even give yourself encouragement to continue. In yeah. it. So whether that's on your spiritual journey, whether that is in work, whether that those are physical goals that you have, um, take a second to stop, evaluate, take inventory yep. and, and keep, keep being gritty. That's also real because it's totally unrealistic for us to just think like, I'm just going to be 100% gritty all the time. I don't need to look up. My head's just down. I'm plowing. I'm going. Um, it makes me think of Haley and I, we went out west this summer and we were on a hike and I, I actually got dehydrated and I realized like we didn't stop enough. We just kept going and we never stopped to like enjoy the view or to be refueled and to yeah. eat eat a banana, drink a, a, a sip of water. Like if you actually just think you're just going to be a hundred percent grit and you got an endless supply of it, like, no, that's totally unrealistic. You got to stop. You got to pause. You got to celebrate. You got to reflect. And then we can keep going. So yeah. Nick, love this combo, man. Yep. It's good stuff. Thank you guys for listening. 
give us your feedback. Um, and again, go back and listen to a previous episode to catch up on what we talked about for the first half of this. And, and if you haven't go- yet, tell Nick and Joel congratulations. Uh, Come on. The engaged couple. Pumped for you, bro. There we go. All right. Have a good one, y'all. See ya.